Now on the tee, it's Maddie and the Caddy. Here's Matt Barry and Michael Collins. Ah, yes, your weekly tee box dysfunction is back alongside the Caddy. Uh, Michael uh, Collins. I am the Maddie. This is Maddie and the Caddy, the podcast. Hit us up social media at Maddie and Caddy, M A T T Y, the word and C A D D I E. That is both the Instagram and the Twitter. Collins, how do they get a hold of us on the hotline? Listener line number 860-506-6012. Let me say it again. 860-506-6012. Holla at you, boys. I hope by the end of the podcast we get Michael's voice fixed and <laughs> normal. Uh, we do. Now, I do want to put this out there before I get the bullet points of today's topics. Uh, we'd like to thank those of you who called to weigh in on the Matt Kuchar question. However, yep. our producer, Andrew Brooks, thinks that he is the most important person with the podcast. He went on vacation, thought that we weren't going to have one because only he was on vacation. <laughs> and so now when we reached out to him to say, hey, we'd love to get to the hotline and ask about the, you know, the Kuchar stuff, he replied with, it's time to move on from that topic. <laughs> so uh, after a brief edit, apparently Drew's Brooksy's uh, microphone is not is not recording. So he had a he had a real big response for us as to why everything revolves around him. But lucky for you and us, his <laughs> mic isn't working and recording, so you can't hear what he said. So on see what po- he was in vacation singing, "Let it go, let it go." Yeah, he was in Finland in igloos, and I don't even want to start with how much I don't want a vacation on an Iditarod. I don't. Why not, man? Adventure. Because this dude, dude, here's the thing that's messed up. He pet a reindeer and then ate a reindeer. So hopefully it wasn't the same one because, you know, hey, man, we're cool. We're friends now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Step into this room. What is the real quick. What's the gamiest thing? What's the gamiest thing you've eaten? Sea turtle. All right. Sea turtle was kind of gamey. And it was the same, almost the same scenario as what Brooksy went through is in the Cayman Islands. Who's their, their, I guess, national animal is the sea turtle. It's on their planes. It's on their, it's the logo. It's on, I think it's on their flag as well. And so the first time I was in the Cayman Islands, hey, let's go to the turtle farm. Yeah, that's awesome. And they show you all these beautiful turtles, little babies coming out of eggs. And, you know, we put them out in the wild and help and blah, blah, blah. And then at the very end, you go through the gift shop and restaurant. It's like, would you like some turtle soup? What? Yeah. (laughs) I want some what? Yeah, it's like like in Iceland when you, you see all these cute little puffins running around, penguins. And puffin is on every single menu in iceland really i've been to iceland i never i didn't oh yeah i never saw puffin we, i will say we wouldn't iceland have has- ashley and i wouldn't have puffin because they were they were cute and whatnot but we i did have fermented shark and whale and fermented it was, and it was it was how you would imagine it yeah because fermented number one that's i'm out like that's a i'm not eating rotten stuff you know what i'm saying like no thank you but Whale, I've had whale blubber, yes, not fermented. Iceland has the best lamb that I've yes, ever had. The best right. lamb in the world. And their salmon is, and it's the only place I, I have had dried fish, which I still have, fa- I guess you'd call them family, that sends dry fish over. Yeah, I don't, do, I don't do salmon. I think salmon is disgusting. What? I, uh, yeah, I, I don't It's one of the healthiest fish in the world to eat. Yeah. You're a health nut. I know, and I don't like, I don't like, I don't really like fish to begin with. I only eat, I don't, what? I can't believe we're getting, this is Maddie and the Cat of the Golf slash whatever podcast. Not I, right uh, now, but I, uh, what? I only, listen, I eat mahi, tuna, and shrimp. That's it. That's it. You, no it, lobster? No, no, no. No. No crabs? No. I just gave you Hold my no, I just tuna, gave no. you my list. That's not that's three you eat you eat seafood like an eight year old. My <laughs> ten year old eats a bigger variety of seafood than you do. First of all, salmon's not seafood, it's fish. It's a freshwater fish. What? Salmon is not seafood. 
You you're joking, right? Are you kidding me? Salmon is not seafood. It's a freshwater fish. Seafood is things that you find in the S E A C. You you Okay, bro. One of us I this is well, you know what? This is that ASU <laughs> education of yours. <laughs> right there that apparently they didn't have any kind of science and animal classes. Oh, but go. ASU. Correct me. Go ahead. Uh, well, I'm sorry. Where exactly do salmon come from before they swim up river to spawn? What, A different part of the lake. Salmon aren't down lake. river. Lake, like, that's not creek. how. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. They're a freshwater fish. Oh, wow. Okay. So. All right. So, producer Drew, since his mic is cut uh, and can't he's weigh in. Figure, we got to figure this out. By he goes, yes. Podcast. He goes, yes. No, he texted this to you. He said, yes, salmon is considered a seafood. Any type of fish, shellfish, mollusk, and many arthropods are considered seafood. Basically, if it comes from the water, fresh or salt, and isn't a bird or mammal, it's seafood. Yes, but salmon actually come from the ocean as well. No, they don't. Okay, salmon are born in freshwater, but they live in, bruh, okay, this is, have you ever gone to the grocery store before? It says, damn it, I think I'm wrong. (laughs) No, don't think you're wrong. Would you please let the animal guide tell you you are wrong? They live in northern Atlantic and Pacific Oceans and are anadormous, which means most type of salmon are born in freshwater and migrate to the sea and return to freshwater to reproduce or spawn. I'm just I'm not even going to say that I told you so. I'm just going to let that breathe. So wait, is trout considered seafood? Well, he Andrew just told you. I'm not asking what do you oh. consider trout seafood? Well, there are two different types of trout. There are freshwater trout and there are trout there are sea trout. It's like bass. There's sea bass as well. There's there's freshwater bass <laughs> as well. And there's all different species of them. Okay, so let me get to, let me So get like to, cod, you know, that's Atlantic cod. cod. It comes from the ocean. Correct. And the North Atlantic salmon or the greater Pacific salmon. There's not the greater Pacific River. Like this, <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, Alaskan salmon. Hello. Look, that's, I choose. Yeah, it's true. I choose not to know a lot about stuff that I don't like, and salmon's one of them. I think what you're doing is you're trying to make things up to justify you not eating something. No, I just think that's it's disgusting. Really good for you. I just think it's gross. Like crappie. Is it the flavor or is crappie? It the, not seafood. That's that's the Great Lakes. That's Midwestern Lake Territory. Crappie, lake food. Yes, nah, man. Like, like, I'm not a huge catfish guy. Lake food, not seafood. Oh, man. <laughs> but you said you eat shrimp. I eat shrimp. I gave you my list. Shrimp, mahi, tuna. It's because salmon, I don't like, I don't like the taste or, I don't like the taste or smell of fish. I think it's disgusting. I don't care how, like, I eat other healthy things to make up for my diet somehow inexcusably not having salmon in it. And let me okay. tell you something. If you're the guy Can I at ask work, you a question? What, what are you, I can't believe that I'm giving you diet tips. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, seriously. That's yeah. the best thing about this podcast so far is that the fat guy has got to teach the skinny, healthy guy exactly so you say you don't. No, actually, eat the best this, thing you, about this podcast is we haven't even set the agenda yet. We're already off and running. So go ahead. Off, no, go. off the rail. We've already shanked five. One of the shots. healthiest go. things for your heart is fish oil. You can get I'm that. Pretty in pill, sure. You can get that in pill form. <laughs> but you just said you get it from other foods. No, 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 no. What I said was, is you were just talking about how healthy salmon is overall. And I said, well, that's all well and good. Great. It's fine. But I have other ways to eat healthy. And if I really need fish oil, go buy it in a pill. Pop the pill. You're done. That'd be like me saying I'd take my vegetables in pill form. You can also get like powdered form greens and put greens in a smoothie. So you can go 
as I like no, to do. No, you can't. As I like it. to, I put, I'll do strawberry. I'll do strawberry powder. No, a, ra- a real strawberry. Well, why, maybe why some, not just maybe get strawberry some, powder? Maybe some banana, and then I throw some banana coconut, powder. I throw some coconut oil in, and then I do greens, a green powder. Boom, vegetables, fruits, one sitting. No, you're not doing vegetables. You're doing powder. That's not fresh. This is the thing. Why are you putting in fresh fruit? And I'll drink because it's fresh fruit because you get more from it because all the other stuff is all the other stuff that is not fresh is it's it's snake oil. All right. So I would like to because we are recording and this will live in perpetuity. I would like to put out on the record right here, right now, that Michael Collins has told me what I'm doing is unhealthy. I didn't say that it's unhealthy. I'm saying that there are much like fresh fruit is healthy, but eating good, eating fresh stuff is coconut oil. Very, very healthy. Very, very good for you. There's plenty of stuff in there that's good. But when you say you get your vegetables from powder, I didn't say that. I said if there are times where I'm just not going to put like asparagus in a smoothie, I just throw in the Vega powder and I'm good. (laughs) But I eat Brussels sprouts. I like I I love vegetables. I'm just saying there are workarounds to a pair. Like, here's what I don't, salmon people. There's no shortcut for fresh fish. Salmon people are like soccer people. They're so sensitive to their thing. Soccer fans act like if you say one bad thing about soccer, like you're the devil. Salmon people, they're like, oh, man, it's so healthy. How do you do without it? It's not just salmon, though. It's fish. Fresh fish from the sea is really, really good for you, man. It just sounds gross. Fresh fish. Yeah, that sounds horrible. Hey, what are you going to do? I'm going to go see if I can catch some of that vegetable powder. <laughs> I'm going hunting. I'm going hunting for vegetable powder. I understand. I sound it's real like tough. A... I've been laying food out tracks. <laughs> I've been tracking it going by the house. Man. I think I found its hiding spot. I am well aware I sound like a 10-year-old right now. <laughs> oh, no, my 10-year-old sounds much more intelligent. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Get out of here with your salmon. And any of you that are listening, any of the Maddie and the Caddy patrons, if you're the type of person that brings salmon to work, you should be fired and taken out to the middle of the lawn of your company and ex- and, and stuff should be thrown at you. That's 860-506-6012. Would any of you? Any of you, please call and help me educate this child on why <laughs> eating healthy fresh food is so important. Oh, because so wait a second. Hey, you know what? You're the perfect example of why people look confused going, well, I don't understand. That skinny dude ran five miles every day and just dropped dead. We don't know why. Wait a well, second. Here's why. So you're How is it that to... the fat guy lives so long? Like, man, that big giant Norwegian dude fell off his ship and still lived when he swam eight miles. You know what? Having some fat may be healthy. So be you're willing you. to tell me that you have now taken my dislike for salmon and encompassed it into me not liking anything fresh? I'm saying you do not want to eat fresh fish because you say it's nasty. Number one, you think salmon come from a river. <laughs> Okay, so, so let's those- just say maybe, maybe you don't right. know everything of which you speak. Let when me it ask comes you something. To healthy stuff. Let me ask you something. When you see those pictures of a bear catching a salmon in his mouth, is that in the ocean? You ever seen a bear near the ocean? No, but why are they there? What are the salmon doing? Swimming upstream to spawn. And where are they coming from? Apparently, the ocean. Because they were born in one spot. So the bear are there through a migratory. It's Look, it doesn't have to be the ocean when you talk about migration. You can talk about the wildebeest going across the Masai Mara River. And on one side of the river is lions. And in the river are crocodiles that eat twice a year. And that's it. That's migration. It's got nothing to do with where. It's not like you would be. You know what? Wildebeest, they don't come from the grasslands. Yeah, they do. No, they don't. They just Actually, come from the river. Different. That's different. Migration is it's that we're talking about salmon migration and the patterns of an animal who breeds up in freshwater, 
then leaves fresh water, goes to the salt water, and comes back to breed in fresh water. It's right, one so of the reasons salmon change color. Why? It's because they're going from salt water into fresh water, and they they're they're. Um, I don't it get frustrated. This is everyday knowledge. Yes, you're telling oh, you're telling me everyone knew this. Yes. All that right, salmon well. breed in freshwater and go live in saltwater. You're you are the first person <laughs> that I have ever met who didn't know that. I thought they were just hanging out in creeks and rivers. <laughs> they just chill. yo. What time the party start? We going up river yet? Is it seven o'clock? Is club? Is open? that really why they change change color? Yes. Fascinating. Yeah. Nature is amazing. This is why you you can't hate on Brooksy for going on a nature adventure. And he was in Finland. He Dude, saw listen. the northern lights. He slept in a glass igloo. I don't know if I'd sleep in a glass igloo because I would definitely want run reindeer to see me like get my groove on. <laughs> like, I don't care if you're a reindeer or not. You don't need to see that. I don't need to see you do your thing either. You know. Look, I love but the outdoors. Apparently, like, that's a thing too. You go up there to northern lights and. Okay, that would be that would be hilarious. If what if you had one kid that wasn't conceived under the Northern Lights and one that was? Like, how do you? <laughs> he'd be like a, he'd be like Darth Racky from Game of Thrones, or maybe be a wildling. That's what I mean. Like you would be. You couldn't ever tell him, Mom, Dad. How how come I'm? Mom, Dad, why is I don't why's, feel special as little Timmy? Well, why is my name know. Igloo? <laughs> All right, let's how get come, to the goal. How come I'm not Ragnarok? <laughs> so there, call, feel free call the listener line and 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 please, get on me about the salmon thing. Eight six zero five zero six six zero one two. Please, please, and I promise you that this topic will not get old. They're fine, good. And to be clear, look, I I love the outdoors. We went to Iceland, stayed in a nice nice uh, boutique hotel in, in downtown. Um, I grew Real up outdoors, camping, like huh? yeah, I know. I, I love fishing. Love fishing. I just don't need it. Um, <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> today's podcast. You know, I'm just thinking, like, you catching this stunningly beautiful salmon that would be amazing to throw on the grill, and you just throw it back. And I the throw it look, back. Or the look on someone's face who was catching fish for food would be like, oh, you're lucky you're going to eat. Ah, ah, what are you doing? No, we should no. all no. We should all throw it back. You should always when you're fishing, like you should always throw it back. What? Yeah, like when I bass fish. When I go, when I used to bass, bass fish. bass is not a food. That's not a food fish. Trout fish, throw it back. Throw it <laughs> if if you haven't done too much damage with the hook, throw it back. <laughs> it's a sport. No. Now, shrimp, you shrimp net them. You, you got to eat the cows. shrimp. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> All right, let's get – this is just going down a fairway we don't want to go down. Uh, we are so deep in a bunker right now. Yeah, I mean, with this, this yeah, is a fried egg. Right past the liner. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's, just, let's move on for the, for right, the, man, for the good of God and country. Dustin Johnson, save us. Yeah, so – Dustin Johnson, who is an avid spear fisherman? Great, and he probably well. You can't throw those back. Yeah, dude, I was waiting for you to go there. No, yeah, you can't throw it. So throw it back. <laughs> I want to give you the list of where I don't like the wraparound schedule with the PGA Tour. I think it's absolutely absurd that they consider it a new season. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to list off the the folks that have won a tournament since January, since the Century Tournament of Champions at the turn of the calendar year in January. Xander Shoffley, Matt Kuchar, Justin Rose, Ricky Fowler, Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson. Hello. That's a solid group of winners to start the 2019 season. It's kind of been a theme in the podcast over the last couple of weeks that we have a show pony winner board going in now to the Florida Swing, which is in my backyard here in West Palm, thanks to the folks at 106.3 ESPN West Palm. Uh, but it, it's here this week at PGA National. Now that we're on the, not playing. Right. And now they're on the East Coast Florida Swing. Caddy, we've had a solid start to the 2019 calendar. I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm terrified now. I am absolutely terrified, and I'm terrified at the fact that 
the big name guys are playing really good really early and normally what has happened in the past is when all the golfers that we are hoping it this is great you remember that year that Rory won Honda yeah Tiger was chasing him down mm-hmm. and Phil had played great early in the year and it was like everything's coming together perfectly and they got to Augusta and everyone sucked yeah and <laughs> I, you know, and I thought about that earlier, and I think that here's why it's going to be different this year because of the players. I really believe that because after Honda, like you said, Tiger's not playing. Everyone's like, "Why well, isn't Tiger playing?" It, the, the schedule doesn't work out because he's going to play Arnold Palmer, he's going to play the players, and then he's going to have to make a decision between Valspar and the match play in Austin. But then after that, you've got to be, you've got so you, he's taking the Honda off. You've got the Arnold Palmer invite, and then you have to get mentally prepared for a major championship-type atmosphere at the players, which gives them a legitimate tournament going into the Masters that we necessarily haven't had before because of how you've got to get up and ready for the players. Uh, hmm. I disagree because the players, the golf course is completely different. And when we play, when we play the players' championship, the weather conditions there are so much different than what the weather conditions are going to be at Augusta. No question. I, I think Mike, you're right. I, if I mentally, I see what that's you're what saying. I'm saying. Yeah, like the mental you're aspect. Just of, mentally, correct. Just the preparation and the intensity of a collection of that much talent in one tournament. I maybe maybe mentally, I don't know. All right, let's go to this fundamental question: Is the Players Championship a major? No, no, no. Will it ever be? Okay, I I kind of want to say this, and I don't know who it's going to offend, and I apologize. (laughs) Here we go. This this is hey, all salmon listening. Yeah, for the salmon for the salmon crowd. <laughs> I don't think the players actually like the actual players, I don't think they like the course. They don't I don't, I don't think they like sawgrass. In fact I know they don't like sawgrass. So yeah, what I does that have to do with it being a major though? Because think, think if gonna, it's going to be an annual site, if it's going to be an annual site that's considered a major, you should at least have more than fifty percent of your field. Respect the course, a la. Um, you well, know, look, well, back the, up. You can't. There's a big I difference can't, between right. like a course and respect the course. Well, like the course, they respect it. Pete Dye's done enough to make them respect it. But so but, think about think about how many places we've gone to for the U.S. Open where guys absolutely hate the course. It has nothing it to do. With, it has nothing to do with the course. It has to do with the course setup. Now Chambers Bay, and they didn't like they didn't like the course. Um, Aaron Hills. Was controversial, but you look at some of the. They liked Shinnecock. They just didn't like the setup. They well Shinnecock only because you're talking about it's a historic course. But if you think about Shinnecock in the scheme of what courses are around Shinnecock, Shinnecock ain't the best one there. So and those guys have played courses that they all know and love and say are better golf courses than Shinnecock. Shinnecock is a, a great golf course and it's historic, but it ain't the best in the area. No, but I think in terms of, I think the players wants it because it's the players' championship. It's their championship, and it's the best field in golf, which is why it has a major championship feel. I just, I never watch it. Be, I never watch it thinking like, um. This is a major just because I know too much of how the players feel about the place. Hmm. So you would say you're bringing baggage to it? I would say that I know Ricky's won it, Tiger's won it, some of those players in the world have won it. Oh, it's know. got some huge names. Webb Simpson won it last year. I don't I'm I'm having a hard time getting this across. A huge name, but all right. No, he's not. But he won last. I'm just, what I'm saying is that Siwoo Kim, not a huge name. Craig Perks, eh, maybe not. But you know, I just don't. I just know how they feel about the course, which is why I have a hard time embracing it as another major. I think it's the fifth biggest tournament. Is that good enough for you? Ooh. 
would you say that the players' championship for the players is more prestigious than the PGA championship? No. No. Because if you ask any golfer in any field, would you rather win the players or the PGA, they're going to tell you the PGA. Why? It's a major. You're defined by major championship. the players' championship a major, if you just said, look, the players' championship is a major, period. Well, it's not. You can't just dole out a title. Yeah, but the Masters wasn't a major when it started. It was just the Masters tournament. Right, and then they decided that it's a major championship. This is what I'm saying. It's up to oh, so we the just collective. gave the, we just it's gave up them, to the collective. So we just gave the, so so if we collectively get enough people to call the players the uh, uh, an official sanctioned major championship, it'll be a major. I don't. Well, th- that's the thing. When you say it's an official sanctioned major, like is there is the U.S. Open an official sanctioned major? I don't know what that means. Yes, it's the USGA's major championship. Yes, but also the U.S. Amateur was considered a major at one time. If you remember when Bobby Jones won the Grand Slam, the Grand Slam did not include the PGA. (laughs) All right? It was four tournaments. There were two amateurs and two professional tournaments or that were open to professionals. The Open Championship, then the Amateur, the U.S. Open, and the U.S. Amateur. So those two tournaments aren't majors anymore. Why not? They still play them. I don't know. I missed that meeting. Yeah, no, me too. But that's what I mean. I, and that's I'm not trying to be a contrarian. Like I mean, in a little bit, but I'm just saying. I don't feel the same way about the PGA Tour and the Players Championship as I do about like what the LPGA Tour did with Evian. And just one year, they just went, hey, this is our major. And they just raised their hand and were like, it's a major. We said, we called it. You know, I even did a video making fun of that. I was like, look, just because you got something that's $5 million doesn't mean you get to be like, $5 million, that's a major. Like, money doesn't make a major. Because if that were the case, that's what – and in all honesty, I still believe that that's what the tour has been trying to do. One, the tour doesn't have one major itself. They don't Which is a problem. Me. I agree. They yeah, should have. That's, yeah, yeah, that's a problem that the, the PGA Tour doesn't run one major championship. And two of the organizations that keep messing the rules up that make the rules for amateur golf are running two major championships that have been around for a long time. That's an, I have an issue with that. I don't have a problem. I just have an issue with that to then go, well, the one organization that runs, that'd be like, that'd be like the NFL not running the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. It'd be like a flag football junior high school running the Super Bowl. I'm currently trying to figure out when the Masters became a major, and I'm looking at that in the 19. 19- 50s is in this article that I'm reading when with when the they rise started of, calling it a major with the rise yeah with the rise of uh, television uh, the Masters was a pioneer in many respects uh, Roberts devised the over under to par scoring system and then in 1949 Jones and Roberts originated the post tournament ceremony um, the Masters was the first golf tournament to be televised in 1956 on CBS in time other tournaments adopted many Masters innovations. Because although it became a regular stop at the professional tour in the 1930s, the Masters was not immediately recognized as one of golf's major events. No. A fourth component of the modern Grand Slam. Modern Grand Slam. But that's, you wonder, I mean, when the U.S. amateur, when they decided, nah, that's not, it's not a major anymore. And I think that's a part of the best golfers in the world going from being amateurs to being professional golfers. But, I, but then that was also the separation of the PGA of America from the PGA Tour and the difference between PGA professionals and then PGA Tour professionals. So professionals that actually travel and play golf for a living compared to professional golfers who teach and run golf courses. And people still mess that up. Like, it's funny when the whole Dustin, when that first, 
situation exploded when Dustin Johnson grounded his club in the dirt, which wasn't a bunker. Don't get me started on that one. Everyone blamed the PGA Tour rules officials, and it was and there was a big. Well, I was one of the guys that was screaming, "No, no, those are PGA of America people, not PGA Tour." There's a big difference between the two. And shout out to all the nice tour people and tour officials that said so many nice things to me for doing that afterwards because there is such a huge disparage between those yeah. two organizations. There's the PGA of America, there's Correct. the USGA, and there's the PGA Tour. Now, the best thing you've said in this entire conversation about this was that the PGA Tour does not have its own major championship, yeah. which I think we would all agree would be nice if the PGA Tour... Yes, which is headquartered in Ponte Vedra, which is the site, of course, TPC Sawgrass and the, the players, if they had their own recognized major championship. Yeah, and so the one place, for people who don't know the four organizations that run the majors, so the major that used to be first was the Masters, Augusta National, probably one of the most influential organizations in the sport of golf. In and sports, two, period. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> in business, sports, all of it. Like, if if you're somebody, you better be a member there, or you're not somebody. If, if in golf, uh, so Augusta National Golf Club runs the Masters. The USGA, United States Golf Association, runs the U.S. Open. The Royal and Ancient uh, runs the Open Championship, also that's known the as the RNA. Yep, correct. Um, their headquarters is in St. Andrews, uh, and the PGA of America runs the PGA Championship. Those are the four. The PGA Tour, completely separate organization, runs the PGA Tour, which has zero majors. And the contention has always been, since it started, the Players' Championship was the pinnacle tournament of the PGA Tour and right. its players and has the strongest field in golf in theory. Yep. That being said, wouldn't that constitute if you're the best golfer and be, if you're if you beat the best field in golf on a yearly basis, wouldn't that constitute that golf tournament being a major what the PGA tour they pushed here's where the PGA tour messed up they tried to push for it to be a major years ago and mm -hmm. you don't do that with media especially bitter golf writers yeah no look I, I can't do that I agree like the credentials because everybody always says like what's what's the big win on Ricky Fowler's resume the players yeah that's the big win you know and it was always that way you talk about the best player without a major. Well, if that person or player has a player's championship, then it's like, all right, this guy's one of the players. That's the next best thing other than one of the four major championships. And, look, we're going to see, and it goes back to the original point of this conversation with the schedule change of the players now March 14th to March 17th rather than in May. First of all, the course is going to play completely different because the weather is completely different in March relative to May in Jacksonville. But you're going to see now with the Florida Swing, the Florida Swing now includes Honda, Arnold Palmer, the players, and Valspar. And I think that is solid. That's a solid four-tournament uh, run. And, of course, the big story now is, you know, with Tiger relative to what tournaments he's going to play in, we know he's skipping PGA National on the Honda. We know that he's going to play the Arnold Palmer, and we know he's going to play the players. What happens after that? The two tournaments that get screwed here, is the Honda and Valspar. Yes. Those are the two tournaments that get, get screwed. And the reason that they get screwed is because of now where they fall on the schedule. And it, for me, I am curiously, I guess, or I am amused or bemused by the fact that the people who love the fact that the PGA – tour moved the players championship back to march are the guys who hated seeing the golf course get scored on so well in may 
But what I'm going to be laughing about is the difference in the crowds in March compared to May. How so? They're going to be smaller and less boisterous. Yeah, because you had that. And you're well, going to I think you're still going to get the... You're going to go from a tournament who had probably was in the top five of best looking crowds. Yeah. To back to a tournament that has one of the five worst looking crowds. No way. You're still yep. going to get the Brad and Chad college. No, you ain't. Yeah. You no, are. you ain't. Because they're all still in college. They're all still in school, and spring break hasn't started. So guess what? Guess what? You ain't gonna. So you're see? telling me college you ain't kids aren't gonna go to shorts and sundresses. That's so you're, you're not yeah, gonna y- see. Yeah, you're right. Because college, you're kids, not gonna see dudes wearing polos and cool sunglasses and wearing like the cool Birkenstocks and stuff. You're not gonna have the crowd that you had over at the food trucks and whatnot. Yeah, because like, college Taco kids, Lou is, who kills is one of my favorite spots in the whole world that week when it was in May. You just you're not going to have that. The yeah, buzz college is not going to be the don't, same. They don't party during the school year, and they don't party on the weekend during the school year. Right? What do you? What do you? What do you? What are you and who wants about? to party what outside? You? you were just complaining Let me about you Drew something. hanging out in Finland. Like no one goes to do winter outdoor fun stuff. So you think it's going to be a party in March when it's yes. forty degrees and blowing thirty outside? Yeah. I don't think so. Because you know what's also a party? The waste management open. Which is nowhere near Arizona State, which is in January, bruh. And that's all ASU. Not kids. only I gotta school you about oh. animals. Now I gotta school you about yeah. School me on a school me on a place where I went to school. Go ahead. Yeah, that's. Hold on, man. What is the temperature like there when we are out there in January comparatively to what the temperature well, and conditions are like? In Jacksonville Beach in March. Well, a little I, different. I'm glad you asked because two of the mornings there was a little frost delay in Scottsdale. You showed up in pants because it was cold in the morning. And then one of the afternoons there was hail and cold and it was a cold weekend. And what did the crowd, what was the crowd like on that Sunday when it was hail and cold? Awesome. They still showed up because college kids show no, up at a party didn't. no matter when it is. So you're telling me Bruh. you've never been more wrong. Bruh. So you're telling me college kids in the Big Ten don't party because it's cold outside? I did not say that. And we're not talking about the Big Ten. I'm telling you that here's the thing. How many times has the tournament in – how many times has the waste management uh, switched dates? It's been Super Bowl weekend forever. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. So guess what the crowd knows? Exactly when that thing's going to be. They and every So that part – like, look, there are times at the Players' Championship when it was in May that it was, you know, 60 – which down there normally in May were in the 80s and the 90s by then. And that didn't stop people from coming out because you had these anomalies. Okay? You want? Do you want the average temperature in Jacksonville for the dates of the players? Nah. You sure? Positive because it don't matter. 75, 74, 73, 68. That sounds awful. God, I hope the college kids are okay. Hopefully they're wearing their Patagonia North Face to get through the treacherous conditions that's going to keep them from partying in mid-March at Ponte Vedra. All right. All right. <laughs> and it You're, never rains in Southern California either. And yeah. Was it like that week in L.A.? I'm so glad that happened huh? to you. What was that like? <laughs> well, yeah, because it never rains in Southern California. So you're it's picking always a- <laughs> nice down there. What's the average temperature in L.A. that time of year? Perfect. You're thinking one time. One Perfect. time. Are you okay, gonna- but look, here's the thing. What happened to the crowds at Ponte Vedra when they went from March to May? They exploded. The crowd wow. size was huge. It turned into a community event, exactly what you had at the Waste Management Open. It That's what it turned into. Now you think because you move it to March that that crowd's coming with you. I got bad news for you, partner. That's not going to happen. Okay, so can we get, is there a way That'd to be get- like, look, I have a party every Friday night, and then you're <laughs> like, man, we got a great crowd that comes every Friday night when we throw our party and stuff. Hey, everybody, we're moving the party to Tuesday. Oh, I don't understand where everybody went. Your analogies today are awful. They're you, dead you on. Went, you went from salmon to wildebeest migrating. <laughs> yes, well, we talk about the migration of animals, and that's exactly what this is. You are changing a pattern 
that you you taught a crowd a pattern, and now you're changing the pattern, and you think the same crowd is going to show up. You are going to be very disappointed if that's the case. All right, so what we'll do is towards the end of, well, at the end, at the conclusion of the players this year, we will do a crowd comparison. Awesome. Now, I will say this. We should, I will, take, a, a, we should take a picture no, because above, I, I think like have a drone picture like they did, like they do at the inauguration. So when you're like, hey, man, there was 12 million people in my <laughs> thing, you're like, um, actually, we got a picture and we can count. So, nah, there wasn't 12 million people there. Someone was hiding. You know, they were wearing camouflage and... What do you mean they were wearing? They make cement colored camouflage. Nah, what? Here's what I'll say. You will. I I do believe you will be right in that it will be a little bit less of a total gate because of the change in schedule. But you will get the same boisterous, good looking crowd that you got in May. That I how? won't deviate. That I won't deviate on. How how is that possible if they're not around? So you're saying it's just the good-looking people that aren't going to show up? Listen. Because that 75-degree weather is going to be too I'm t- harsh on their beautiful faces? It's not that it's 75-degree weather is good. It's not number one. It's not going to be 70. I would love to take a picture right now what it looks like outside, even though, well, I mean, see, you're so much south of us. So anyway, it's not. it has nothing to do with the temperature. It has to do with the people that are there that time of year. The temperature, of course, is going to have something to do with it because if you got tickets to a tournament and you're like, man, this is going to be great. We're going to throw on shorts and a golf polo, go drink in. I'm going to have flip-flops, have a great old time. And then you look outside and the forecast you is – You can't do that in 70-degree weather? It's 52 degrees blowing 30 and raining. You still want to go? Nah, that's all right. Yeah, but we got tickets. Mm, it's all right. So I'm you're good. promising me rain. And month. I'm also promising you that the people that are there in May are not there in March. That's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the crowd that's there in May, it's not you have. Now, that's that a tournament. There are people that, that come home. You're right. Not, the, not everyone that lives there. Not everyone in Jacksonville who lives in Jacksonville. That's not who goes to that party. You're right. That you are right about. So if you're saying that that's correct, then you can't say the same Brad and Chads are going to show up just because it's in March. I will tell you that it will. No, they're not because they're not there. I'm telling you it will still be a party of good-looking people in March. Okay, we have beaten that tee box to death. Uh, We will. uh, We we only have to wait a few weeks to see how the numbers. Either one of two things is going to happen. It's going to be fantastic either way because we'll be entertained. Either it'll say. Attendance plummets at the players with schedule change. <laughs> no, it won't. Here's the oh. thing: why it won't say that is because the tour is all they 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 don't like bad news. So okay, they're so they're going to tell the media what to write. Oh, it's going to be no. They're not going to tell the media what to write. But what they're going to do is they're going to be like, we were very excited and happy with what the numbers showed, and they'll never come out and just tell you exactly how many people showed up because they're going to say, well, we still sold all the suites, and there was plenty of this and that. Well, perfect, you did, but those people who were supposed to be in the suites, they they didn't show up. But no one's going to tell you that, and that you understand it. It's a business. You're trying to be nice and. Be so happy we're going to be all the, that kind of stuff. Is Maddie Nakati? Are we going to be the truth seekers with this story? Isn't that what we do? Are you going to the players, Bruh. Yeah. All right. So this I'm is going to be this. Players. This is going to be your mission. Then I want you to be the Maddie Nakati truth seeker. Not only will you have your assignment for Sports Center with us that you normally do, I need you to be like the TJ Quinn investigative reporter. I'll do that. On this, on this story. Okay. It's the same thing as, uh, the other thing that I have to do with the players is pay off the bet that I lost to Jordan Spieth and Ryan Palmer. I'm going to have to wear a Dallas Cowboys jersey uh-huh. on the 17th and caddy for both of them on the 17th and then interview them wearing a Dallas Cowboys jersey. That's good. That's good. And you also didn't miss the opportunity to name drop. So that, that was a good way to weave that. It's in. not I, name dropping. I, I, it's I, just, I lost a bet. What am I going to say? I lost a bet to a dude. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait to see that story pay off. <laughs> hey, uh, coming up next, we're going to talk about the uh, city of Jupiter. But first, I was never very loyal to one brand of clothing. I'd open my closet 
and grab whatever was hanging in there. Then I got my first Peter Millar Performance Sport shirt. It was a total game changer. I wear one to work almost every day. They have the appearance of a classic cotton sports shirt, but they're designed from innovative technical fabric that's extremely breathable. The comfort, no matter what you were doing during the day, climbing in and out of the car, running to meetings, grabbing lunch with friends, these shirts always feel comfortable. Their quality is one of a kind. All the Peter Millar clothes I have, sports shirts, quarter zips, they all have a great look that make me look sharp. I can go from work to dinner to feeling great, looking even better when I'm wearing my Peter Millar. So head over to PeterMillar.com slash Maddie today and experience this quality for yourself. Pick up a few of those performance sports shirts. I'm wearing one right now. They offered in multitude of colors and patterns, perfect for the office or the weekend. And while you are there, make sure you check out some of my personal favorite styles. Use my link and you'll receive complimentary shipping and a free hat. That's Peter Millar, M-I-L-L-A-R.com slash Maddie, PeterMillar.com slash Maddie. Coming up next on Maddie and the Caddy, the town of Jupiter. Okay, so Caddy, what, you know, Jupiter <laughs> in this area, Palm Beach it's County, West Palm. It's a hotbed. It really is, man. And like... All right. When I say hotbed, I mean what? So what do you say? I mean Dustin Johnson, Tiger Woods, Jack Nicholas, Ricky, Justin Thomas, all of them. Yeah, they all live in Jupiter, Uh, and and a bunch of LPGA tour pros too. And it was it. I don't want to say it was. It has always been known as like the destination for millionaire golfers and some of the greatest golf courses in the world. Yeah, Palm Beach, which is right across from where we live. Some, like, legitimate billionaires. I know. You live on the other side of the tracks. Yeah, we live on the other side of the intercoastal. It's like, oh, there's West (laughs) Palm again. But I'm telling you, in the matter of one story, Jupiter now, in most people's eyes, is the epicenter for massage parlor. (sighs) Yeah. Everyone, (laughs) when it came out, number one, Robert Kraft. As a billionaire, can I just tell you the conversations that have been going on at my house between my wife and me about massage parlors, which I never thought that I would have to. I don't know, man. I I never thought I'd be talking like why I'm trying to explain why a billionaire would do that. And I don't know. And then. Poor Jessica Corda. I f- and she's my friend. I don't understand. I still don't understand. Look, if this dude's name is on the list and he's gotten arrested for being there, they got all, you know all these video cameras, blah blah blah, all that stuff that they got there, right? So if you're gonna put that out, that so and so's. Please explain though the Jessica Corda thing, because people are like, "Who's Jessica Corda?" So Jessica Corda and her sister Nellie Corda, players on the LPGA Tour, who have both won. Yes, that's correct. Wonderful human beings. People that have spent time, I have spent time around, and they are so fun and so cool. Down to earth, both of them LPGA Tour champions. Nellie, her sister, actually won earlier this year overseas uh, on the LPGA Tour. Jessica's I don't. I'm not gonna call him her boyfriend because I'm pretty sure they're not together. Well, that's anymore. how it's being put out there. Is that that's her boyfriend? Yeah, her boyfriend who also played in a couple of Web.com tour events, uh, was arrested for soliciting prostitution. In this latest sting, of... in this sting of where there are 200 names, which it's a large sting. Of not just prostitution, but the the term that's being thrown around is a human trafficking. Yeah, which so is a, a horrible just uh, just gives you a sick feeling in your stomach. So to give people an idea of the sting, it's gone from like Hobie Sound to Stewart, Florida to Orlando, and then to Jupiter. Now he was pinched. The boyfriend of Jessica Corda was pinched in the Hobie Sound location, so it wasn't all in Jupiter, right? Um, but again, it just it like. Everybody. How are you going to put that out and go, Jessica Corda's boyfriend? Look, once you're arrested for soliciting prostitution and they're saying that they got a pretty pretty solid case against you and video evidence, you're probably not the boyfriend anymore. 
No, but at the time, at the time you were. And look, what it's a, it's a headline. If you're in the golf world, and you know who she is. No one cares who this dope is. They care then who he's attached to. Then say it's the to. newly ex-boyfriend. Well, I'm, well, there's no question they're exes now. <laughs> Maybe, but but that was when when I don't when <laughs> when the story trying, look, came I'm out. Not, I'm not saying. When the story came out, that was the headline. Boyfriend of Jessica Corda caught on the video at a spa, arrest report says. But it's it, you know, Jupiter took a lot of pride in being one of the golf capitals and destinations for PGA players and legends in the, in the world. And now it's like, oh, Jupiter, that's the place that. Got some stank on it. Yep, exactly. Now what it is, Jupiter's a place that got a little funk. Right and now there. all these reporters and national news and everybody's hanging out in the parking lot at Orchids of Asia Spa in Jupiter because that's where Robert Kraft got caught. People that hate the Patriots are going there taking pictures. Let me ask you this question. And I want of it. I want an Oof. unfiltered answer. Oh, here we go. All right. And so former so, ESPN employee Michael Collins. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So yeah, there are people that would love to hear something like, oh, and I got something really good for you. After there, this, but go ahead. There was reporting initially that was incorrect that there were, in fact, bigger names on the list than Robert Kraft. That was incorrect. It, it, it was not a correct report. Um, but why is it not incorrect? So all have all the names come yes, out? All yeah, that yeah that okay. that that list of a bigger name that was not true. It was, it was a bad report. But okay. when that was lingering, did you think that no, you didn't. No, you didn't that, think that that the biggest name in golf would be on there. Yes, you no. not not one. It didn't. No, come on. No. Okay, I I believe you. Thank that'll you. Do, that'll do it for this week. <laughs> no, Absol- wait a minute. There's uh, one thing we gotta hit. I have things I've got to do in West Palm. Go. Okay, but listen, I just want to say right now. Yeah. You know what I'm most proudest of this past week? Well, it's not proudest, but it's most proud. Oh right? no, no, no! It's, it's okay, proudest not of. proudest. You but you know the what? In there. Whatever. You know what? It <laughs> gave me the greatest Compass. joy that I found out earlier this week. What? Brandon Chambly blocked me on Twitter. Oh, what would you do? <laughs> how did how did we not lead with this? <laughs> what a punk! What, like, you... what a thin-skinned. Punk chicken. That's you do? all I'm trying to say. I What'd called you do him to Brando? out. What'd you want? You know when? what? I've been saying forever. Look, forever. From when the first, when the when it went down with Pat Perez on our SiriusXM show and Brando Chambly went on TV and talked about what a horrible thing that Pat said and how this, like he went on the tangent. And yep. then when the Kucha thing went down, Brando also then kind of went after caddies and stuff, and so I called him out and was like, hey, Brando, if you want, we can interview some of your old caddies. Let's see what they have to say. So every time he does something like that, I would say, look, man, here's the phone number to call in for the live show. Here's where I'm at. You want to sit down and talk? Let's roll the cameras, and why don't you debate me? Because you already know the people that you debate over there, like – they're not trained the same way that I'm trained. So you already know that it's easier for you to beat those dudes in debates. But you also know that when it comes to me, you're probably not going to win a debate against me, and I'm going to make you look stupid. And he knows that, so he's scared of me. So he never responds to any time of stuff, and now he blocked me, which made me feel so good because it's basically I took a picture of it, which I, I haven't posted yet because I was waiting for our podcast. Yeah. To put this out there to be like, here you go. This is what this is what happens when someone punks out. This is the face of fear right here. Like you don't want to talk to me about stuff because you already know that you're gonna lose. So like I'm standing right here in the middle of the ring. Like I'm in the octagon. Let's go, yo. So I'm right here, here right now, the caddy's calling out Brandel Shambly. Right again, here, right now. Again. All right. Anytime, Brando, anytime you want a piece of me, look, when we, here's, here's, even you witnessed it. When we were on the 17th tee at the waste management, Brando walked up on the 17th tee and did he even look at me? No. 
No, nah. he didn't. And I stared it. him down like, bro, just look this way. You you hear my voice. Don't don't act like my voice don't carry, and you don't know I'm right here, and I'm looking at you, partner. Like I'm right here for you. So and what are we gonna at? do about this? How what are we gonna do? About nothing, this? nothing, because that is what punks do. Mm. That's what scared punks mm. do. So there you go. I'm standing right here in the middle of the octagon. You want a piece? Come on with it. I've what? been calling you for years, and now you blocking me. Like what a scared like I'm. Yeah, you know, we're owned let, by a Disney company, so let me ask you something. Stay PG. <laughs> let, let, me, let me ask you something real quick. Let me ask you something. So, did you do something on Twitter recently that made him block you, or he, I don't know. he just decided now he just really doesn't like you? I think this Kucher thing, me calling him out, because what happened was someone on Twitter said this will be a great topic for ESPN caddy and Brando Chambly to debate. Mm. And I put on Twitter, I've been waiting for this dude for years, <laughs> and he's scared of me and won't come. He won't. He won't even acknowledge it. <sighs> and then I told the story of, see, he got busted once before when the Pat Perez thing went down. I put out on Twitter, "Hey, Brando, if you got something to say, why don't you face these people that you're talking about?" Because I would say all the time, and this is me and other PGA Tour pros. You know what? You can criticize dudes all you want. You want to talk, you know, stuff about people, but then walk the range. And I don't see you walking the range looking at these dudes in the eyes. Like one of us, you know, who said some stuff that a, a golfer didn't like. I, I went and me and Matt Kuchar face to face. You walk eye the to range. Eye, man yep. to man. Yep. Like, and, and anyone who I, any pro golfer or caddy or a person, if I criticize you, I will come look you in the face and in the eyes, and you can say whatever you need to say to me. If you got something to say, I'm standing right here. I'm not going nowhere because everyone knows I'm not going to say stuff just to say stuff because I got to look you in the eye. You're someone – most of these dudes are people that I would call my friends. So I'm going to stand there and give you the opportunity to – and that's something I learned from my own Ian O'Connor. And it was like he would write stuff that would make guys mad, but then he would be like, I'd be sitting in the front row at their press conference. Here I am. If you got to say something. But I don't even want to do it in a press conference way. And that's why I have all the respect in the world for Matt Kuchar as a man because he reached out and was like, hey, man, can I talk to you? Like that tells you a guy's gumption. That tells you, you know, that this dude, even if even if – he was upset and mad. He was man enough to go, I'm look you in the eye. I want to talk to you. And I'm going to do it. Well, come on then. Let's All do right. this. Like, hopefully in the parking lot it don't end up going bad, but I'm going to be there. You know, I want to hear what you got to say. You're going to hear what I have to say because you know that what I say, I'm not saying things just to throw you under the bus because. Like, I don't do that. So, when it comes to Brandon Chambly, like, look, you said what you had to say, but now how come you don't want to face up? And you did that with Pat Perez. I gave him the phone number and said, here's what time's our show on. Let's go. You can holler. I know you ain't got nothing to do at night. They're not playing golf at night. And his response on Twitter originally back then was, oh, I'd love to. Sometime we'll catch up, but I'm busy tonight. Not knowing that three hours later his wife would put a tweet out of him sitting on the couch watching TV. Oh, no. Yeah, so your wife called you out. And then when that happened, of course, a bunch of fans of the show were like, yo, Brando has just got busted. He ain't got nothing to do. He don't want to face Pat Perez and man up. I like it. All right. Don't want to man up against me either. So he it's like, you, you know on Twitter. what? I'm standing right here on the, in the octagon. So I'll, right. put that, so I'll put that picture out of okay. him blocking me on Twitter. I can't like, wait for that. What a wuss. And and the caddy is just, just launching wars all over the place, and I'm here for it. That'll do it for this edition <laughs> of Maddie and the Caddy. Uh, hit him with the hotline one more time. 860-506-660. Wait. Let me start that. Ready? 
Six zero one two. I'm so fired up. I can't even talk right yeah, now. Yeah. All right. So here we go. We got all kinds of wars all over the place. Uh, hit us <laughs> up. Instagram, Twitter. We'll post this. We'll, we're, I'm not going to tell you about posting because once it's posted, you're seeing it and listening to it. That's the dumbest thing I've said today other than the salmon argument. We'll get yeah. into that. <laughs> Thank you for admitting that. Thank you. All right. Auto salmon fishermen, please call yeah, the hotline. Yeah, please do. I'm sure the fishermen <laughs> listen to this thing religiously for the caddy. Uh, Michael Collins? Uh, I am the Maddie. Pilot voice. This has been Maddie and the Caddy. Thanks for listening to Maddie and the Caddy. Check out more great ESPN podcasts in the ESPN app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Maddie and the Caddy.